Welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, the show about remembering things. I am your host, Josh. And me, I'm your other host, named Paul. You guys remember the Pledge of Allegiance? Of course, it's burned into my brain. Should we start with the Pledge of Allegiance? I guess so. I don't really want to stand up, though. Do I have to stand up? Uh, no. Okay. Do I do this too, or is it just- I pledge allegiance (laughs) to the flag of the United States of America. Both of you guys are still wearing- To the republic for which it stands, one one nation, nation, under under God, God, indivisible, with with liberty liberty and justice for all. all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. I hope our listeners participated as well. Standing up, hand over your heart, looking at a flag. I only got about halfway through, if I'm being honest. Anyway, the third patriot we have with us here today is Brendan Casey. Welcome back, Brendan. Thanks, Josh. So glad to be back with my boys here, talking crap, crap. And Brendan is back with the boys. I'm back with the boys, and broadcasting from some far off, unknown island. Yeah, that's true. God, I love this country. Can we say what island? Yeah. Can I don't know Ellis I don't Island? Know, but can you? <laughs> <laughs> I already said it. Ellis Island. You're on the Statue of Liberty's island. Uh, yeah. Try Is that the same one? Alcatraz Island, actually. That's right. That's where the Statue of Liberty is? No. I thought he was on the island of Misfit Toys. Misfit Boys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, that could probably be a pretty good, uh, like, Mixtape? like boy band name, yeah. right? The Island of Misfit Boys. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I'm thinking like a like SoundCloud rapper like group mixtape. Hmm. You know? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Something good like that. Something, something like that. Something good. They all just remix songs from the Rankin and Bass movie. Hmm. Was it Rankin and Bass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're so Rudolph great. the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Army the Elf. Who wants to be a dentist? Still so very funny. That is very I know funny. we've talked about that specific thing on the podcast. <laughs> we sure it's have. It's a good bit. If you want to listen to um, it. And what what better time to talk about it again than the end of February? At this point, it's the begin- middle of March <laughs> when this episode is coming out. <laughs> oh, happy um, President's Day. So it's actually really great that we did the Pledge of Allegiance today. Oh, I suppose so. Uh, it's, it's more fitting for the day that this episode releases, which is of course, Pi Day. Mm. So I hope everyone stood up and put, put their hand over their pies and recited the pledge along with us. This is coming out on Pi Day? This is coming out on Pi Day, I think. Mm. I think it's pronounced Friday. It's Pi Day. You've been saying it wrong your whole life. I think it depends on Mm. where you're from. I don't know. March 14th, Friday. Eh, okay. You guys are, uh, uh, Brendan, I have a, Okay. Sorry, what were you going to say, Brennan? <laughs> Guest gets to go first. You guys are mon- Monday releasers, right? We sure are. So it couldn't be a Friday. 
It couldn't be a pie day. No, 3.14 is fry. So it's Friday. I don't know how I could be more clear about this. <laughs> um, but anyways, oh, Brendan, I fry. have another question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Carry when on. you divide a circle by its uh, radius and then square it. Wait. No, when you do a, the square root. Well, look, we all know that fry r squared gets you the area of a circle. That's what I'm trying to say. I know that. Well, what is you know that? What does two fry get you? Uh, about a five dollar surcharge at Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay extra for two fries. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you meant two like orders of fries. Can I have two uh, more fries anyway. than you would normally give me, please? <laughs> but they're good fries. That's why it's five dollars. They are good fries, though. Five dollars. They're. Salty. They're a little salty. Like Paul's leaning back in his chair. He loves that joke. What was that, Brendan? Wendy's fries are a little bit salty for me. Hmm. Um, I will... I If we're talking about their old fries, I will disagree with you and say that they were not salty enough. Their new fries, however, I think are great. I just know the last time I went and had Wendy's, it was a salt. It was a total salt fest. And I was salted out of there. <laughs> You hear about the two peanuts walking down the street? No, please tell me. One was assaulted. Oh, shit. <laughs> what about the charge for- Brandon, you have to get off that island. It's fucking dangerous, dude. <laughs> well, did you hear about the follow-up charge of buttery? Because <laughs> of peanut butter. <laughs> wow. Ah, quality. <laughs> quality podcasting. We can today. agree that both of those were home run jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Anyway, couple of homers right there. Look, this is my question for you, Brendan. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm so open I, book. you are, I think, probably all you got to do is ask. What? Uh, what? <laughs> As the only other person in my life who really, I think, has watched a lot of Star Trek, have you watched any of the Star Trek Discovery? I watched the first like three or four episodes when it was coming out. But, oh, yeah, this like four four or five years ago now, I guess. Maybe three. Yeah, it, was, it started it was a, little, a while ago. Yeah. And I really liked it. It's been it. that long? Yeah. But I, I was. so good. I love it. Yeah. I just, I wasn't going to pay for, I think that was like the first, that was like what they launched Paramount Plus with. And I wasn't going to pay for that. And so I was like, that was like the last time I went to like some like sketchy website to watch a show. And then I just got tired of doing that and mm. didn't really watch it. I'm a little too old now to be going to some of these sketchy websites to watch a show. Yeah, those Netflixes and HBOs. Yeah, so I've <laughs> not been keeping up with that. I did like it, though. It was kind of... That's all right. There was like some slight like kind of space horror vibes, which I really liked, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's much more intense, Yeah, which I, I really enjoyed. I love me some... Some space horror, some weird monsters that rip people up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the part you're talking about now. Yeah, and that was that is pretty creepy. Yeah, and I um, also uh, Doug Jones is in it. Mm -hmm. I I do think about Doug Jones whenever he's on screen, which is fairly often. And it, I think about you because you were the one who told me about him. I love talking about Doug Jones. Big old lanky. He guy. does some really good, like yeah, some good like arm work in that show, which. Hmm. 
like the way he, his character like moves his arms as he walks. It's very interesting and it's it's like noticeable, but I don't know. You have, you have to kind of be paying attention to even like think about it. Gotcha. But it's great. And then other there've been like other of his species, like his alien species on the screen and they don't really do it as well, which is kind of funny. Because, hmm. of course, he's like, that's like what he's known for is like he can do like really like almost like contortionist kind of level stuff. And they can't because they're just like normal actors. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool stuff. But it's really good. You anyway, like it? it's good. Yeah, I've been watching it. Nice. And daddy likey. You got that PP daddy. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, what is the production value on this? Because like something that I. I don't I don't believe I brought it up when we talked about uh TNG Paul, but something that I part of me can't really get over is the production value of both of, of both at least from what I've seen, like the original series and TNG, where it just kind of seems a little silly. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely what's is. the production value like on the new one? You mean in the original series you didn't like when they just put like a furry costume over a dog and said mm. it was an alien? That's the one thing I'm fine with. <laughs> or just like green screen no, they, a baby's I mean, the, face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's I forgot one of about them. that. Yeah. <laughs> that is. I, I exactly I know exactly <laughs> the one you're talking about. And I've seen I haven't seen very many of those original ones, but that is one that I have seen. That's so weird. No, I mean I think a lot of that was just like straight up like nineties television show budget was not as big as like a movie budget, but I mean, Discovery's budget, like I, it's real. it looks really nice. I think, um, you know, you know what the most expensive television show at this point is? What? Hmm. It's the new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out in September. It's the most expensive. Oh, is it actually show that expensive? Yeah. Which is crazy. Hmm. I was actually going to ask you, um, maybe we can get a little bit of a head start on, the uh the main topic of today's episode but i was going to ask if you had any uh any thoughts about the the new lord of the rings series that's going to be coming out yeah i'm really excited about it i know it takes it's like it's going to like be some silmarillion tie-in stuff i think it that's like cool. take, yeah it's going to be i think it's going to be pretty sweet and get into some cool stuff i really do hate that it's amazon i'll say that but I don't know. Also, probably no other streaming service could afford the most expensive show ever made. So I guess that's kind of cool in a sense. But also Maybe it's HBO. Like still billions of dollars or whatever. Oh, not billions. Well, billions. I don't know what it is. Probably not billions. I don't know. <clears throat> Do you have any context as to why it's the most expensive show? No, I mean, I think I think it's just because they know that like it just has such a built in fan base that like they will like it'll be very profitable. Like there's just so much hype, you know, that they're like, yeah, we can afford to just spend mm. more on this than anything else we've ever made. You know, that's actually something that I'm pretty curious about. Like, I, I feel like there are certain. Oh, what, what was uh, what was the thing that I was recently thinking of? Oh, I don't know. But I, I feel like that is maybe something that you can't necessarily throw money at and then have it turn out to be a good show. And this is me purely from like an outsider's perspective looking in. But like Lord of the Rings fans are just like so pedantic. 
Yeah. And like, I feel like, I, I don't know, unless, unless they're hiring people, you know, that are fluent in Elvish or whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like you can't throw money at that kind of thing. Um, to to make a good show, right? Like it's going to be missing something. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, I think that's like the case with anything. Is it's like it just being expensive does not mean it's good content. <laughs> you know, yeah. at the very least, I'm hoping it will look nice. I'm sure it will look nice. You know, like did you see the? There's like a teaser trailer now with some actual footage and stuff. Yeah, I I saw the th- I I saw like the title card thing where they're like pouring molten metal into a into a a mold to make the lord of the rings thing <laughs> that's that's the extent of what i've seen um paul has paul left not paul has physically gotten up shit and about what we are talking not about. <laughs> <laughs> not hanging up the call but paul has physically we're recording this remote for everyone <laughs> listening at home um and Paul has physically gotten up from his seat and has, has just left the frame. He has left the room. <laughs> um, and I do not know why. See, and you're the one that doesn't, you notoriously dislikes high fantasy. I thought you would have gotten off and left just talking about this stuff. Gotten gotten up and left? I gotten know. I So <laughs> this is, as, as we've gotten more comfortable with recording the show, I have kind of just stopped t- taking like notes and just like coming up with talking points and that kind of stuff and just being a lot better at doing the show off the cuff. But this is one that I did have to write down things that I want to ask both you and Paul just because of my lack of familiarity with this franchise. Oh, good. Um, so I guess with that, uh, I guess we can take a little break here. And then we'll just jump right into the the meats. depths of Mordor. I don't meats. know. Back We're on the menu, jump boys. Right into the meats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you then, everybody. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. I was just listening to a podcast. And sometimes I wonder, why do people podcast? Do they really think that uh, people care what they have to say? Well, if they're famous, then maybe. But why do others do it? the not-so-famous ones. Well, hell if I know, but you should sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash nes underscore pod and find out what Josh and I have to say. Sure, we're no uh, Conan's O'Brien, nor Sarah's Koenig, but we do talk a lot about Thanksgiving food. So come on, it's only $3 a month, and that gets you access to dozens of bonus episodes from the Cumshaw to our new series, The Three Episode Rule, both of which are only available on Patreon. So check it out, dummies. Check us out at patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. Beyond the farthest reaches of the imagination and deep within the human heart, here in a time when the world was young, in what is known as the Third Age of Middle-Earth, a tale is told of deeds and beings, a tale of a day when a great shadow will fall across the Earth, and ancient sorcerers will lock in mortal combat with the phantoms of the night. Then will the raging War of the Rings draw the blood of heroes 
and the final destiny of all mankind will be written. Then will mortal men with dwarf lords and elven princes come to stand together in a single noble army and thunder against all the hosts of darkness at the very gates of doom. the legend of Middle-earth, as it is written in the hearts of men. It is a world more real than any other, a haunting, forbidden world, where innocence can overcome evil, and a single dream is more powerful than a thousand realities. This is the magnificent gift that J.R.R. Tolkien left to the human heart, and that fantasy films now brings to the screen. The vision beyond imagination. The Lord of the Rings. Welcome back, everyone, to a topic in which I know very little about. Um, but good thing we have podcast expert Brendan Casey here. I'm an expert on. I'm an expert on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you tell us a little bit about cereal, please? Cereal is a breakfast that I have in the morning. It's milk and wet uh, bread, like hard bread <laughs> that you make wet with milk. Oh. Yeah. See, what I've been doing is I've been pouring eggs over soft um, meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you cook it? No. <laughs> okay. I don't. So it's kind of like a interesting. So it's kind of like a un like a raw breakfast casserole is what you have. Well, I'm not wearing a condom on. if that's what you're asking. Mm. I wasn't, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, that's say you might say it's weird, you might say it's normal. I will always tell you if I'm wearing a condom. <laughs> it's just the way I was raised. It's my right to know. That's that's common courtesy. Yeah. That's condom courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh back to the sentence Josh was saying. <laughs> um I guess to, uh, f I guess now formally <laughs> start this part of the show, um, Brendan, could you go over either or maybe both uh, your your first experiences with like the franchise and or why you like it? Because like this is one of those things where as I'm like kind of type typing up prompts for shows, sometimes I'll have an idea for someone in mind and like. Lord of the Rings was like, oh, I've got to have Brendan on that mm. one. So, like, in my head, uh, I associate Lord of the Rings with you. So, there's something to it. So, I'm just curious, you know, like, you, why you like the franchise, what you remember about, like, oh, this is my first time reading the book or watching the movie or whatever. Yeah. yeah I Lord of the Rings, like Star Wars, I feel like is something that it's hard to, like, objectively talk about or think about like it's like is it good or bad or like to critique it you know it's like feels 
weird because it's just always like it's just like these like this content that I've like been familiar with as long as I can remember and like all my like fantasies and like you know childhood games and like all that stuff was like kind of associated with like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars it felt like but I think the first my first exposure to it would have been I think my dad reading the hobbit to me as a young child oh and then yeah he also had which oh, i didn't even think about it until just now but he had a really good graphic novel there's a really awesome illustrated hobbit that i haven't thought about till since just now in a really long time um and i don't remember i don't i don't know who who illustrated it but it was so awesome and i remember being super sucked into that and like, hmm. yeah, you know, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's like the foundation of all modern fantasy, you know, like our ideas of like elves and dwarves and, you know, swords and our our modern ideas of what a sword is. <laughs> there were no is. swords before, no. <laughs> before Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but like, um, was your... Was your dad also like, did he also really like the, the franchise? Like, yeah. okay. So yeah, it was big, here's like family thing. Like my dad was a big fantasy nerd, loved all the Lord of the Rings. My grandparents even are like into it. Yeah. Wow. It was like, I think it's very like impressive how like, I mean, it kind of makes sense for like people our age, I think, to be like pretty into Lord of the Rings because like we were at a very formative age when those movies came out. But it kind of blows my mind that there were so many people who got into them as books and still were just as into it and probably more so, honestly, just like that's wild because I've never read the books beyond The Hobbit, but I still feel like I'm, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan and pretty knowledgeable about it. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I'm just I haven't I hadn't read the the trilogy until the last till last year and this year i'm reading the return of the king right now wh- mm. while i'm talking to you guys oh wow so talented this is why he's the expert have your nose in a book but i guess it makes sense since it's return of the king yeah i think it does make sense thank you <laughs> is there like like within the last oh i don't know i'll i'll go as far as 10 years is there a book series that is just like is just like the blockbuster hit that's as big and popular as lord of the rings or harry potter probably game of thrones right yeah oh that's a yeah i didn't think about that i mean not necessarily blockbuster because it's obviously a tv show but But it's but it's still like you know yeah yeah people are like crazy about it yeah i guess i didn't think about that yeah because i i don't know who the I don't know who the like targeted audience was for for like The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, um, which is another question I have later. Because um, like Harry Potter, obviously written for young adults, but like was Lord of the Rings also targeted towards like younger people, or is it just like a general age? Like whoever is interested in this will want to read it. The Hobbit, because I guess maybe that's more of what I'm asking about. Is just like is there like a recent. Because I don't know. I don't think Game of Thrones is just like, hey, 13-year-olds, right. read A Song of Ice and Fire. The Hobbit, I know, was like, was written at least partially for his kids. And like, so that kind of like the storytelling 
the beginning of that world was kind of, you know, had like this, but then I know his like prime inspiration for the trilogy was, um, was actually like creating a backstory for the Elvish language because he was just really interested in, um, linguistics and like words and that kind of thing. And so he, um, had like this kind of setting from the Hobbit and then also with his like interest in like just kind of history and like the evolution of language, he started to like come up with all these other things um, in the world and then like kind of was able to mix them together to make this backstory for that, for the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And that process took 16 years. The trilogy took 16 years to write, which oh is crazy. almost as long as it takes to read it. almost and at this point almost as long as it takes to watch all three movies (laughs) Uh, that is what people say whenever you show it to them for the first time they're like jesus christ how long is this you're like oh we're almost halfway through and they're like it's been two and a half hours um can you what's the difference between the hobbit and lord of the rings are they the same franchise are they the same book series? Like, I don't know what the difference is. The, they, the, so the, the Lord of the Rings is the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers and the Return of the King, which was one huge book that he wrote. And then it was split into three parts to be published because it just made sense like that or to do it that way. Cause nobody was going to buy like a book that's like as <laughs> thick as is- <laughs> A block of Tillamook cheese. <laughs> well, you go to the coast for a few months, and then all of a sudden, all your references well, of Tillamook cheese. Trying everything, to communicate something measured to in Tillamook. Actually, thicker than a block of Tillamook cheese. I'm looking at the the box set <laughs> at all this cheese on what? my floor. We all know that Joe is listening to this podcast, and he's like, "A thick book. What the hell does that look like?" And then Brendan said, "A block of cheese," and he went. Oh, a thick book. <laughs> um, I went to the doctor the other day and he said I weighed 14 <laughs> uh, cartons of Tillamook blueberry ice cream. That was very weird. But you knew exactly how much you weighed, didn't you? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> Meanwhile, I go to my doctor and he's like, you're 418 pounds. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Sounds like too shy of a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what's The Hobbit then? The Hobbit. So that was what he wrote first. And that was like, I think he started it when he was in school. No, I don't remember. I actually don't remember. I think he, I think he was in school when he started it. <laughs> but well, so maybe it wasn't first. I just want to. You know? I think I, I don't know necessarily when he wrote it or if it was for his kid or not. I think it was. That sounds right. But I guess Josh, just to like answer your question, I feel like uh, they are both in the same universe. It's kind of like the Star Wars prequels in a way. Um, although the Hobbit is generally considered just to be a little bit more childish like kid friendly like just like a little bit goofier but they they do take place in the same universe it's like the same a part of the same story okay it's all the same world there's like 
I don't remember how many years between them. Is there an overarching name that encompasses both stories? Or do you just generally refer to it as like this one and this one because they're separate enough? I, I guess you maybe like Middle Earth. Yeah. You might just call it mm. that. That's like the world it takes place in. Because you've got like the Cimmerillion, mm-hmm. The Hobbit, and Lord of the Rings. And maybe other stuff that I just don't know about. But There's, those are all kind of like, it, those, that's like the story from like the creation of the the quote unquote world yeah. to. To the end of Frodo. the Third Age. I see. Uh, so in this, so Brennan, what is what is the appeal of Lord of the Rings? Like, like what what attracts you, or, or what keeps you interested in 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 the story or in the world, or like like what about it? Is just like, wow, this is interesting. From when my dad read me this as a kid to like, I'm reading a book right now. Yeah, because something you know, there, there there's something that's attracting you to it. Mm-hmm. I I I would assume. Um. It's probably when Gimli says, you're going to have to toss me. Wow. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it's, it's just that no, one. That, was, that is executive producer I, Joe Devine's, uh, yeah, I think, that, favorite line that was is just, anything ever. That was I, can't, just for Joe. I can't hear that line. <laughs> I can't hear that line and not hear Joe's voice. He's probably punching the air, smiling, going, yes, 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 as, as you said it. <laughs> uh, as a kid, it was like definitely the like world like who isn't into like you know swords and you know dragons and like just cool stuff um and i'm still pretty into that like that's all super cool um but now because i also started the silmarillion recently which is just like that's like a history book for the lord of the rings kind of like starts way back and uh it's just like all this kind of folklore basically in the world. And that's just like cool because, or at this point in my life, I'm just like, I love that this, that like token like had, was willing to go this like deep with his kind of creativity to like the point where he has a name or like multiple names for every thing in this world. <laughs> and like, yeah, has like this whole backstory, this whole language, like just kind of the commitment to the idea, I think, is like part of what's so attractive. And actually, yeah, like my favorite one of my favorite things that I've read about it is like in his introduction to The Lord of the Rings, he talks about how like a lot of people have speculated, you know, because he was like he was a very like Christian person Um he was like, a lot of people have like speculated that this is like analogous to like faith or like, you know, um, he was also in World War One and World War Two. No, just World War One. But he was like in the war. So he was like, you know, um, he's a lot of people were saying that this was like, you know, his experience in the war or something like that. Um, but he has like outright said that like his whole story is like kind of fantasy for the sake of like fantasy and like creating like a world for people to like escape to and like to inspire like their imaginations and stuff like that. So I really like, I think his like original vision for what the Lord of the Rings became, I think is like really compelling in that it is like just pure fantasy. And I think that's cool. 
there's no like agenda there you know i see uh yeah it's it's really interesting just like hearing more about the author because i don't know anything about him and i always just imagine him being a hobbity kind of guy in a hovel writing a book yeah so it's kind of interesting to hear that like oh he fought in world war one i was like oh Okay, so I guess he was a normal human after all. Yeah, well, no, he was like, and I think he like, I don't know if normal is a, a great word. He definitely like, I mean, he went all in on this thing for, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I just have this idea of, of Tolkien just being like a, I don't know. And maybe he is. You haven't really gone to too much. But I would just imagine him just being just kind of like a closety kind of weirdo. I, I guess I don't know too much about like how he was as a person, but as far as like what he, like he was not, he's not like a, um, like intro. I don't, well, I mean, maybe he was introverted. I don't know. He wasn't like closeted up like in his huffle. Like he was like very much like he was a professor of like, I think mythology and like linguistics. Um, and like oh. old English, I know was something that he was really into. Like he, uh, did like a translation of like the green knight, which is like an old Arturian legend kind of thing. Like he has like, that was kind of what he was and like Beowulf. I think he did a translation of that too. Like he was really interested in old stuff, mm. but he was like, but yeah, he was a professor. So he was out there. He was in the war. He had at least one kid. I think he had a couple kids, mm-hmm. but he was like, no, he was like living. He wasn't like a, I mean, I feel like George R. R. Martin is like that type of guy who's just like all like hoveled up and like kind of decrepit and, you know, yeah. like, yeah, That's like kind of decrepit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of a, a weirdo in, his, in a dark room typing on an old IBM computer. Yeah. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. He is not that kind of author, I don't think. Or hmm. he wasn't. I, you know. I feel like with Token, it kind of makes me think of how like like with other like fantasy worlds like star wars like so many people have like gotten into it now they like so many people have like written stories and made the lore like super super deep uh whereas with like lord of the rings and token like he did all of it like it wasn't like a you know he like created this thing and then other fans started writing their own stuff and eventually got published and stuff like that like it's it's all token like there's nobody else like he made his own extended universe mm-hmm. like, well, like and i guess i mean maybe you could count like peter jackson and stuff like that but but like, also he, he basically like, like made the whole universe yeah yeah well yeah and he he did that like all of the lord of the rings stuff like is his but then i mean in a way other people have had their way with it because like you know like uh dungeons and dragons like those guys have like cited him as like being like their, you know, inspiration, like for all of that stuff. Sure, like, sure. And so like, if you, if you then like take into consideration everything that like has been inspired by like D and D, you know, and then like, like, I feel like in a way, like game of Thrones, every, all modern fantasy is kind of like coming out of that in some, in some way, which is, well, modern fantasy and modern family, I think, are both pretty clearly based. <laughs> yeah, modern families, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. There's pretty direct parallels, right? Like Phil is Gandalf, Manny is Gimli. 
I've never I've never seen a lick of Modern Family. It's a good show. I I enjoyed what I watched of it, which is maybe like three seasons. The first three seasons. Yeah, first three seasons I thought were also very funny. Wow, you guys speak for the rest of the show. You've both seen three seasons of Modern Family. Look, Josh and I when we lived together, we would and we were roommates in the same room. We would share a bed and we would hold hands as we fell asleep watching Modern Family. Mm -hmm. And we were only roommates. Had all seasons on DVD. Wow. That's a season per month. Paul, what about you? What? Because uh, I know you also like Lord of the Rings. What's uh, what's like? What's your relationship with this franchise? I feel like mine is is a little bit more shallow than uh, Brendan's, just because my my parents were never oh, fake fan, huh? What? You're a fake fan. Yeah, I'm. I'm we got a fake fan over F-F. here. I'm fake fan. I only got into it to watch the Hobbit movies. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I I definitely didn't really know anything about Lord of the Rings before the movies came out. Like my parents weren't super into it. I'd never, I'm, I'm, I guess I probably had heard of the books, but I don't really know. And I remember watching the fellowship of the ring with my parents, like when it came out, um, on VHS and I, I didn't even understand that it was going to be like three separate movies. I was just very disappointed in the ending. I was like, Oh, they didn't even (laughs) do anything with this ring. They're just walking like what the hell. But I, I still enjoyed it. Um, but I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much if it wasn't for just like the, like, it seemed like all of my friends were like into it all of a sudden, like Brendan and I were good friends and Brendan was like, hell yeah, this is the coolest thing ever. And our other friends were like, yeah, this, this rules. And so I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll get into Lord of the Rings too, you know, as kids do. And after that, I was just kind of, I wasn't like thrown into it, but I was like, yeah, this is great. So I watched all the movies as they came out. And I read The Hobbit, and I thought The Hobbit was really good. And uh, I actually read The Hobbit, like, once in elementary school for a book report, once in middle school for a book report, and then once in high school for a book report. And so... (laughs) Did you just turn in the same book report every time? (laughs) God, can you imagine how doing that in high school? Or doing that in elementary school and just having that high quality of a book report. Um, But I I always just really liked it. and then in actually in like, I don't remember what year in high school it was, but our theater department put on a play of The Hobbit because there is like a like a production that you can do. Wow. And uh, your boy was Gandalf. So wow, I put on a big gray beard and costume and had a big staff. I don't know if I knew that. Wow, that's exciting. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't talk about it a lot. It was <laughs> honestly, it was a lot of effort for such a stupid little show. <laughs> Wait, who was uh who was Bilbo? Uh oh, I don't remember his name. Robbie Nelson. It was what? Robbie Nelson. Nelson? <laughs> no, Robbie it Nelson. It was not Robbie Nelson. <laughs> he would have been a good Bilbo. No. <laughs> he would have been better than who was the Bilbo in our high school production. This was also like so at my high school in the theater class, like you could either sometimes we had shows that you had to like audition for to get into, or if you were in the theater class, uh, you automatically got cast in the show, whatever show they were doing. And that year it was the Hobbit. So you didn't have to audition for this one. If you were in the mm. theater class, you got into it. And you'd think if you were in a theater class, you would be better at theater, but it was actually the exact opposite. If you were in the theater class, <laughs> Is pretty much guaranteed to be a worse show than like a regular show you had to audition for. Mm. So it wasn't the best. And it was directed by other kids in the class. 
But I tell you what, somebody had a like a pretty near movie quality costume for Gandalf that I got to wear, which is really cool. Wow. That is cool. <laughs> and so all the other people were dressed as like dwarves and they literally had like cotton balls like like glued to their face. And it looked like everybody oh was just God. going through puberty. And I had like this giant gray fluffy beard that looked like if you didn't know it was me, you couldn't tell it was actually me. It was really cool, honestly, for <laughs> high school production. And everybody else looked like absolute shit, <laughs> which is the funniest part. I thought you were going to say that you you wouldn't be able to tell that the beard was fake. <laughs> And then there was just a high schooler with this giant gray beard that touches the floor. You I mean, it was like a pretty realistic looking beard from what I can remember. Paul, and like I had a big hat. So like you could have gotten away with if you just took that beard out on the streets, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably remembering it being better than it you was. Probably but also people would not cigarettes. trust me with what I looked like. With a beard down to my belly Yeah, you're just going to the man store. (laughs) A pouch of your finest long bottom leaf. But yeah, now I I just think of Lord of the Rings kind of as like three. I mean, I love The Hobbit book. I think it's a really good book. And I think the movies are like, I mean... They're really, really, really well done movies, like both just like in terms of special effects, story and everything. It's it's entertaining. It's great. I love it. Yeah. All right. The rewatchability factor. That's a 10, baby. 10 out of. Josh, what was mm-hmm. your first experience with Lord of the Rings? And does it tie into why you hate the high first... fantasy? <laughs> um, No. So the first experience i remember with lord of the rings was the summer or after or when the two towers came out on home video because i remember my mom and i walking to a neighbor's house and watching the two towers in her living room and because i i think she really liked it she i i think she was just like i don't know she was a she was a school aide uh, I think she was already retired. Uh, she was already <laughs> retired, I think. And I think she just liked Lord of the Rings. Uh, and so she somehow knew my mom. And she invited us over to watch The Two Towers. And so I remember walking over, watching the movie, and then not really understanding anything that happened. Um, and then walking back home. And then, so you had not seen the first one. I I may have. I would not have remembered seeing the first one. Um, did, at that point, did you think it was cool? So just could, or you're just like, what is this? I th- I think I thought it was cool. I don't know. Like <laughs> no one really explained to me what the movie was. I'm kind of confused uh, that you don't remember seeing it the first time because I mean you're older than Josh and I or than Brendan and I are. So I feel like you should remember watching it the first time. I don't know. No, he's Maybe it's just because you weren't so that like, like it was remember. longer ago for him, and he doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have dementia. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys. Um, Joe wait, you probably doesn't that... remember any of these movies at all. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I can't believe Joe remembers. He's, he just his name. <laughs> 
he just keeps saying you gotta toss me because he wants us to actually toss him. <laughs> he doesn't know it's from a movie. He just wants to be thrown like a little baby. Is that what you think you do with little babies? Um, <laughs> yeah, you like toss them up in the air and then you catch them. That. Sorry, can I take a quick segue? Wait, can this be um a distant memory? Yeah, I'll play the I'll, play the, I'll play the jingle. Okay. I don't think I've had one of those yet. It's been a long time since we've done a distant memory. Sure This has. is a distant memory that takes place in Paul's brother Clark's room, where Paul and I used to play Interesting. PlayStation and Nintendo. And um, mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> uh, this ties into Lord of the Rings and throwing babies because... <laughs> I was, we were sitting there and I think we had like just finished playing video games or something. And I remember Paul showing me a magazine. It might've been like people or like time or something like some kind of week, like just classic magazine. And it was when, uh, it it was when Michael Jackson was holding the baby over the railing. Do you remember this? You know what I'm talking remember. about? I remember Michael. I don't remember showing you a magazine about it, but I remember that. <laughs> but you know that uh, happened. And I remember you being like, look, it, it, Michael Jackson is like, look at what Michael Jackson is doing with this baby. He's like holding this baby over the railing. It's not crazy. And I was like, oh, yeah. But at the time, <laughs> I <laughs> I thought Michael Jackson was Peter Jackson and I knew that Peter Jackson made the Lord of the Rings. And I was like, he couldn't be doing that because I love the Lord of the Rings. And there's no way that Mr. Jackson would be doing this with a baby. Like, that must be fake. Like, I, I just remember being like, oh, yeah, that sucks. But then in my mind thinking, like, this can't be real. Like, I love Peter Jackson. <laughs> Who is Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a very funny distant memory i love that so i also have no idea what business i had picking up a magazine and showing you michael I, jackson i mean tangling a baby <laughs> well i feel like it must have been like the cover story or something and like you just like showing me like look at this this is like fucked up (laughs) (laughs) that's great i love that Uh, (laughs) i've always loved celebrity (laughs) gossip turns out (laughs) (laughs) i also like how you didn't like vocalize that you were just like no can't be true. <laughs> My beloved director. <laughs> Peter Jackson would never do such a thing. Uh, oh my God. That was really good. I definitely Ooh. definitely was confused about who Michael Jackson was, which I guess makes sense. I mean, <laughs> it's confusing when you're a kid and he has all these different, you know, <laughs> oh yeah i i feel like i first heard about michael jackson with like scandal and that's who i learned who he was and then somebody's yeah. like oh he's a musician and i was like oh didn't you know, know like, that but it's like the same one because like when we grew up he was like 
always obviously in trouble, like doing awful shit. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like we also knew that his songs were being played on the radio and that everybody like loved his music, you know? And then he died and we were like, mm-hmm. wait, is this yeah, it was very- funny or is this like sad? You know? Oh yeah. It was like, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. And yeah. he, luckily he got to finish those movies before he died. <laughs> yeah the hobbit one <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad he finished uh get back also <laughs> <laughs> wait get back is that what it was called the beatles documentary i thought it was called this is it <laughs> I, for, I got lost in the bit. I yeah, got, I, ser- well, I started seriousing. Progressively I'm sorry. confusing. <laughs> anyway, sorry. sorry to derail us on that. Uh, I think that was no, that was worth it. <laughs> but to 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 bring it back a little bit, are you saying that? I should remember having watched Fellowship of the Ring. Well, I, I I think so. I don't know. I mean, it didn't come out like it's not like this was like an early '90s thing. I just I feel True, like if you like, remember watching Two Towers, you would remember watching Fellowship of the Ring. Well, let's put it let, let's put it this way. I remember the act of walking over, sitting in the living room, and watching the Two Towers, mm. and then going home. I couldn't tell you even now anything that happens. In like I don't know the contents of the movie. Okay, I get you. So I remember like going over and watching the movie. I couldn't tell. Like, is that the one with uh, the spider? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I have no idea. Okay. So <laughs> that I makes don't. More sense I just me. remember going to watch the movie. I don't remember anything about the movie. Um, and then to answer Brendan's second question about if it has anything to do with me not liking high fantasy, it, no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> My reason for not liking high fantasy is because, like, I don't know, because I feel like, and it, it, this differs for every, for you know every individual, but because where like because by the time that I was like con- like conscious enough to to understand what high fantasy was as a genre, I feel like I have all I don't know I, I feel like at that point to me it already was old hat. Like you've had high fantasy, like it's no longer like the new cool thing, and so I I, I want to see like cool twists on high fantasy, mm. you know, like 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 in Dungeons and Dragons, how an artificer can you you can pretty much make a gun, and you can have a gun person in like you know <laughs> normal fantasy stuff. Like to me, that's cool. That's a fun twist. A fun on twist high is fantasy. having a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be cool if Frodo just had a gun? <laughs> like, what if Frodo Would that just make you had? Want to watch the Lord of the Rings. At this point, yes. If like, if if Frodo opens up a chest and he finds two desert eagles and he goes on the rest of his journey with dual wielding pistols, fuck yeah, that's a cool movie. Oh no. Um, but like. The reason I don't like high fantasy is because at this point, after so many iterations on the genre, it's too vanilla for me. Oh, and I think that's the reason why. And I don't know if Brendan is. (laughs) Brendan's face is frozen Uh, (laughs) in a very, very happy face, and I don't know. It looks like he's like disconnected from the call. Do I really want to be a part of this conversation anymore? I'm back. Sorry. 
He's back. That's Something okay. Happened. And he's back. We thought you got too upset about what Josh was saying about the gun. <laughs> so you had to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no fucking way that Frodo would ever have a gun. I'm leave call. Sauron, you bastard. <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard the the end of, of what I was saying, but I was saying that because there's been so many iterations on high fantasy of the genre, Lord of the Rings is a little too vanilla for me. Yeah. I think so. that's valid. I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah. Like I said, it's yeah. one of those things, it, like it's hard for me to have like an objective opinion on it because it's like, it's just always been there. So I'm like, this is how it is and it's cool. I feel that like sometimes mm-hmm. when I watch, like I just um, showed a friend of mine or we've been watching the Star Wars movies. He's never seen them before. Mm-hmm. And we just watched A New Hope the other day. And I love that movie. You know, it's so great. And like, there's so much to appreciate about it. But it is so like, like coming into it, like at this point for the first time, and I think he enjoyed it, but it's still just like, it's so like mellow, you know, like even the action, the high action points are so like, just don't, you know, they just don't hit like the same as they did when you're a kid mm-hmm. or when it's like 1979. Yeah, yeah like that scene where like they're being chased by the Star Destroyer and Han Solo's like, or somebody's like, they're gaining on us. And he's like, yeah, well, watch this. And then he like moves slightly to the left. <laughs> like everybody treats it as if like it's a legitimate move, but he's just going a direction. Like, yeah, just stuff like that. It's just, yeah. Or like the lightsaber fight, like between Obi-Wan and mm-hmm. Darth Vader. It's just so chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the advancements in cinematography and visual effects have just kind of like they've squashed those peaks down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, and even like just like tension, like I feel like we have such a higher tolerance for like for like stress, you know, and like just like things that like create a response. Like we just have more of a yeah, have tolerance for it. And it just takes a little bit more to mm-hmm. become like emotionally affected by something. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I started thinking about Michael Jackson again, <laughs> dangling a baby, and I, I started giggling. <laughs> you know, well, the baby's got a high tolerance uh, the only- for stress. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I have written down here for myself to talk about um, is whether or not you played any... Lord of the Rings video games. Mm. Uh, this is something that we briefly touched on, Paul and I, with our on our episode with Sean, talking about Dragon Ball Z video games. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm curious if you played any. Like the I and this is honestly like the most amount of time I have ever spent with the Lord of the Rings franchise is through video games. So there was a I think all three movies had a tie-in video game that I played on GameCube. Yeah. And I only remember playing The Two Towers and Return of the King. And then I think in like 2016, 2017, the game Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor released. And that's a really fun game. Um, I've yet to finish it. I've I've been looking through my Steam library, looking for stuff to play. And that's something I do want to jump back into. 
But like those are the three games that I played, and honestly, the most amount of time I've spent in the world. And maybe again, this is just like because my reading comprehension is so bad that I this, the thought of having to read the books is just and to get all like the the world is just so daunting to me. But like playing Shadow of Mordor and just like being in thrust into Middle Earth that way, it's like oh, this like this setting is really cool, and I'm kind of digging what's going on here. Yeah. But I'm curious if you played any of the games. Well, Paul and I used to play Return of the King a lot. And that game is yeah. awesome. Like it it is really fun. It's got that game was so fun. Just, it's got a great like story to mode to play, and then also just replayability with your friends is also super fun. Yeah. And you get like the end has those um like the palantir levels, like the bonus levels that are just like waves, you know? Mm. That was mm-hmm. awesome. You got to unlock people like Faramir, which is dope. Dude, Faramir was the best character in that game. So cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that's one of the few games I've like beat the shit out of, you know, like where you just like play, you just unlock everything that's in the game and then you just keep playing it and playing it. Like that's one of the few times I feel like that's happened. Mm-hmm. The Two Towers game was similar structure i think it was probably like the same developers and everything but just not as good i think they were all i think they were all kind of the same well the no the (laughs) fellowship game i remember renting that in like middle school and it was so hard i never got out of the shire and it was interesting because it was (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting because i think it came out before the movie did or well i guess it probably didn't oh but it came out it wasn't the same it was like an adaptation of the book as much as it was okay. i mean it definitely could have come out before the movie like it, then. well I'm, but i'm thinking that it probably couldn't have because i was playing it on playstation 2 and the movie came out in like 99 so i don't think that there's any way but i don't think it was like licensed by like new line cinema or something so the character likeness were like different like they were it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't like vigo mortensen and stuff you know um, really want to play Shadow of Mordor. Uh, but also what I would say is that the best Lord of the Rings game is Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want, like just that experience of like that kind of thing. It's not exactly the same. Yeah, just play, just Skyrim. play Skyrim. It's like, it's it's very similar. Yeah. And you just. Yeah. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about how that ins- Lord of the Rings like inspired so much stuff like. Skyrim, absolutely. Scrim. Uh, there's a very old at Microsoft DOS. I think it might be a Microsoft DOS uh, Lord of the Rings game, and it's it's a it's a fully text adventure game. Mm. Uh, and there's a really funny playthrough of it on YouTube by a channel called OniNG, and it's surprisingly open ended. Um, like you get to pick one of the hobbits to start out as like your character, and then you are pretty huh. much free to explore Middle Earth, I guess, as you see fit. Because one of the first things they do is, like, I think they pick, I think they pick to be Sam, and, like, the first thing they do is punch Frodo. And the (laughs) game just lets you punch Frodo and, like, steal his clothes or something. It's very funny. That's great. I love that. That happens in the movie, so that actually makes sense. (laughs) Oh, okay. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Oh, look at that. That's pretty accurate game Mm -hmm. he says mr frodo you bastard and then he punches him (laughs) (laughs) 
Take one more time um, to give me that ring. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to kill you, you bastard. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking uh, about, you should watch The Birthday Boys. Oh, yeah. So the good. best sketch comedy show maybe ever, if not one of the best. Mm, I I would say it's second to Kelsey Grammer's sketch show. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I've never seen that show. Uh, I've never seen that either. I would totally watch it though. <laughs> I don't think I, it's I very remember good. I only I only remember one one sketch that they did and I really liked it when I was like 10 or whenever that show came out. Didn't he like um, notoriously yeah. hate that show or something like that? I think so. And I, I also didn't know who Kelsey Grammer was when I watched He's it. He's Frasier. I didn't watch Frasier. <laughs> I watched Frasier when I was a kid with my parents. I didn't. Should have lived at my house. I was more into yeah. my Kelsey um, spelling and Kelsey counting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think this episode would be very complete if uh, we didn't ask you about your Lord of the Rings thing. Lord of the Rings themed birthday party that you had, Brendan, when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. Whoa, uh, I don't know about this. It was pretty, pretty epic. I thought it was great, honestly. <laughs> I really thought that was a cool birthday party to go to as a kid. You don't th- sound enthused at all about oh, it. My. Did he leave the call he frozen because again? Did I upset him? Because he doesn't want to talk about his birthday. <laughs> So I'm gonna, we lost you for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try it. <laughs> you said it was pretty epic, and then the call <laughs> just cut off. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Let me, uh, can I try I'm going to try restarting this browser really quick. Well, yeah, oh, that's wait. fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, my birthday was, uh, I think it was second grade. So... I think I was nine or 10, but it was when uh, Two Towers came out and my birthday is around Thanksgiving. So my parents were like, what if we did like an old timey feast for your birthday? Would that be fun? And I was like, yeah. And it was like (laughs) Lord of the Rings themed. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. And um, yeah, I just remember we basically just did like Thanksgiving dinner. Like we had a turkey and then like potatoes and we all had the sparkling cider and we did like toasts and everything. Um, and they did, my parents came up with like a scavenger hunt, which this is like exactly the kind of thing that my dad would be, is just like loves to come up with. Like he loves like to like have us do like things that like kids in like the fifties like would do <laughs> that like people don't really do anymore. But then like, but people know like, that it's a thing like so it was like the thing where you like go door to door and you're like we're looking for a piece of elven hair and they'd be like what and like, we're looking like like a piece of string you know like that kind of thing. <laughs> and so i remember that part which was kind of even at the time i was like this is kind of awkward but whatever this is a cool birthday party uh, but the best part was when my uncle showed up in his full on ranger garb because he's a big time nerd and like had all the cosplay stuff. <laughs> um, but he wow. he rolled up and he gave me a, a freaking sword. And so I, like, I got a sword for my birthday and had this little tiny. It was like sting shaped sword, like a little guy. That made you the coolest kid, honestly, in, in school. Oh, I thought it was better now.
Uh, he's gone. Oh, no. Well, when... Oh, wait. We've got we've got a new Brendan. We've you're you're Brendan's in here twice. We had, we, have, <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have there's two Brendans here on the call, which is pretty funny. All right. Well, I say we should move on to the final segment of the episode, uh, since the internet doesn't seem to be liking Brendan that much. While we have bandwidth, uh, we'll take a we'll take a little break here, and then we'll move on to um, uh, oh, someone come up with a Family Feud Lord of the Rings mashup name. Family Frodo. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Frodo Feud Frodo? honestly. So oh, Frodo Feud is probably better. We'll be back with uh, Frodo Feud, everybody. <laughs> Guys, we've finally done it. No one has asked, but we have delivered. The official Nostalgia Entertainment System shop is live. Head on over to nespod.bigcartel.com for beautiful branded apparel designed by yours truly. We've got a logo shirt. We've got a vintage logo shirt. A very handsome tee featuring my very first MP3 player and a pin of that very same design. Can you believe it? It's all there at nespod.bigcartel.com. Patreon supporters get 15% off merch. Well, the wait is over. The new Lord of the Rings movie is finally out. It was tough waiting a whole year, but I managed to pass the time with the two towers for the PS2. The quest stands upon the edge of a knife. This is yet another movie tie-in game, but this one's the real deal. You play the first few levels and scenes from the Fellowship. Let me tell you, this one puts you right in the mayhem from the get-go. We must save everyone that we can. Eventually, you can play as Aragorn, Gimli, or Legolas and fight your way through the storyline of the two towers. Sounds pretty easy, but the sheer number of Sauron's minions is at times overwhelming. As the game progresses, the characters get power-ups and gain levels. You also unlock bonus clips and extras from the two towers movie. Survive the battle for one per gate, and you get a secret character and secret levels. You are With all this hack and slash action, it's easy to overlook how great this game looks and sounds. Almost seamless transitions between movie scenes and game scenes put you right in the action. The actual movie soundtrack goes a long way, especially in the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. The Dark Lord draws near. Toonami gives the two towers for the PS2 an 8 out of 10. This land has changed. Welcome back, everybody, to the Frodo Feud! Yeah. Oh, Sam. Um, I never meant so. to upset you, Mr. Frodo. That's my so what what i have here um it's a it it's it's this has been the 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 information for this game has been provided 
by the user Dole Banana on Sporkle.com. <laughs> Sporkle. So if there are any issues with the accuracy of the answers to this segment, uh, please please bring it up with Dole Banana. Those are some of my favorite bananas. Um, what we are looking for, yeah, they're fine bananas. What we are looking for here are, boy. Mm. ooh, I don't think we can, oh, I don't know if we can allow that. Uh, what we are looking for here are the top 10 mentioned characters in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I'm assuming this is the book. Mm. Um, all right. So that's what we are looking for. Uh, Brendan, you, you're the guest, so you, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll let you go first. Okay. I don't, do I have to? We're looking for top 10. Do I have to guess which one they hmm? are? I don't remember how Family Feud works. I don't really know. Oh, so um, there, there's ten answers. We're looking for the the top ten. And then you'll give me where it uh, mentioned characters where it falls. Okay. Yeah. So if if you are if you are correct, uh, I will give you a correct sound, which sounds like this. You got it. Nice. If you don't get it, you'll get a sound that sounds like this. Ooh, too bad. Too bad. Um, and yeah. You uh three strikes, three wrong answers, and you get a big old you're spanking. Out. Oh, okay. You get a big spanking. Josh and I come to the island and spank you. Yep. Uh oh. I um, hope I don't get them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you so see the Brendan, answers he's what? writing down there? It says like Harry Potter and uh, Georgia O'Keefe. Those aren't Harry Potter characters. <laughs> I mean, Lord of the Rings characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Harry Potter is a Harry Potter character. Uh, okay, maybe. My uh, first one. I know. I'm going to guess Gandalf. Gandalf. Survey says. You got it. You got it. That is answer number three with mm. 11, with 1,174 mentions by name. Wow. Is he still there? Did he? Oh, he's still there. All right. I'm so um, here. Paul, we go to you next. Uh, I'm going to go with Frodo Baggins himself. Frodo Baggins. All right. And survey says... You got it. You got it. That is answer number one. Oh. With 1,990 mentions by name. Brendan, we're back to you. Uh, So you got Frodo. He's number one. You got Frodo, number one answer with 1,990 mentions. <laughs> I love that there are two Brendans on the screen right now. <laughs> uh, okay, Sam Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee. Survey says... You got it. That is the number two answer with 1,316 mentions. Wow. Paul, we're back to you. I'm going to say Aragorn. Son of Arathorn. Aragorn. Survey says. You got it. That is answer number four with 977 yes. mentions. Nice. Brendan, we're back to you. All right. These are Twitter mentions, right? These are Twitter mentions. Yep. How many ats they've got in their entire life? I almost feel like this is too easy, but I guess we'll see when we get down to the wire. Uh, I'm going to say... Mariadoc Brandy Buck. Mariadoc Brandy Brandy Buck. <laughs> uh, survey says. You got it. You got it. That is answer number 
Is that five? One, two, three, four. That's answer number six mm. with 577. That is a character I have never heard of. That's Mary. Well, you probably know him as Mary, if anything. Oh. Mary and Pippin. Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, Paul, we're back to you. I'm going to say what my probably my favorite character in the whole trilogy, Gimli. Gimli. Survey says... You've got it. You've got that one. Yay. That is answer number eight with 390 mentions. Eight? Jesus. Eight. It's far down. Brendan, we're back to you. All right. Um, Got to say Pippin. Peregrine Took. Pippin. Peregrine Took. Survey says. You've got it. You've got that one as well. Uh, he is answer number five with 736 mentions. So how many do we have left? There are three answers left. It is answer seven, nine, and ten. Okay, I'm going to say Legolas. Legolas. All right, survey says... You got it. That is answer number ten mm. at 340 mentions. Damn, Gimli's eight and Legolas is ten? They don't That's honestly why. come According up... According to Dole Banana. They don't honestly come up a ton. Like the Hobbits mm. all... It, this is making sense to me, but I guess I'm trying to figure out who, because it's got to be something that comes up like in all three books. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say Saruman. Saruman. Survey says. Ooh, too bad. Ooh. Sorry, there is no what? Saruman in the top 10. Oh, okay. I thought of somebody else. <laughs> Paul. I'm going to say. Gollum. Gollum. Survey says. You've got it. Yeah. You've got it. That is answer number seven at 573 mentions. Brendan, we're back to you. What do we need? We need six or we need eight. There is one answer left on the board and it is answer number nine. nine. The ninth most mentioned character. Huh. Paul, do you think you know who it is? I mean, I've got a guess, but. Uh, Brandon, you need to get this answer to tie. I don't want to tie. I want to win. Okay. I'm the guest. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess I'm going to say, I don't know. Cause I thought you said this was too easy. I thought so. I thought that it was, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's gotta be somebody who's in all three books. But it's not Saruman, honestly, and he comes up a lot. <sighs> okay. Boromir, I just don't feel like he's mentioned enough in the entire trilogy. I'm going to say Sauron. 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 All right. Survey says... Ooh, too bad. It is not Sauron. Oh, God, that's what I was going to guess. Paul, we are back to you. We are looking for the ninth top mentioned character in Lord of the Rings according to Dole Banana on Sporkle.com. Okay. I'm going to run through the ones we've done so far. So we got Frodo. Yes. Sam. Yep. Gandalf. Gandalf. Aragorn. Mm-hmm. Pippin and Merry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gimli. Mm-hmm. Legolas. Mm-hmm. And Gollum. Yep. And it's not Sauron. And it's not- And it's not Saruman. Saruman. Sauron, that's my new favorite Digimon. Who else is there? Um, 
Theoden gets brought up a lot. I was thinking Theoden. That's could be Theoden. Um, I, I'm gonna say Grima Wormtongue. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not him, but I like him. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you said, Grima Wormtongue. Uh, Survey Survey says. Ooh, too bad. That is not. That guy. You know, I actually don't know what his name is. What is his name? I know his last name is Wormtongue, but I don't know what his first name is. They it's just call Grima. him like Grima. It's a G. Like yeah, G-R-E-E-M-A. Oh, so it's not like, Greamer. Greamer. I barely know. Right? Like I like my coffee with a little bit of Grima. <laughs> um, Brendan, it is back to you, and you've got you're at you're at two strikes. Uh, so this is your you, you either get it or you're out. The ninth top mentioned character. I will say, this this is a this is a Lord of the Rings character whose name I know. So there's maybe a hint for you. I have heard of this. I have heard of this character. And honestly, like, uh, I thought the the two characters I thought would be like difficult because I'd never heard of them turned out to just be Pippin and Mary because I guess I've never heard of their full names before so i don't know i guess this was easier than i thought it would be but i have heard of uh this final character okay well if you've heard of that that puts you more into general knowledge yeah of lord of the rings i mean i guess i'll say i guess i'll say boromir boromir survey says Ooh, too bad it is not Boromir. I think I know who it is then. Paul, do you have an answer? Is it Gladriel? Glad Gladriel? Gladriel. Gladriel. Um She does come up. Survey says. Ooh, too bad. Is it It is not Gladriel. Is it Bilbo? You got it. It is Bilbo oh, Baggins. Of course. That is I didn't answer think about number Bilbo. nine. I thought about it, but um, I can't believe but that they mentioned him less than Sauron or Saruman. I don't know if he comes in at number nine with 367 mentions. Wow. Hmm. Um, but that puts us at five answers for Paul and four for Brendan. So this one goes to Paul. Whoa. Good job. Good job, old buddy. Uh, that's me. And dabbing. that's been... <laughs> The Frodo feud. Yay. Oh, Sam. Eat shit, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I'm punching you and taking your clothes like Josh used to do in the Mac game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been Frodo feud. And this has been our episode on Lord of the Rings. If you have any fun memories about Lord of the Rings that you would like to share with us, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at NES underscore pod, or you can send us an email to nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. Support for the show can be given on Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. And we have merch now. We've got shirts and a pin and all that can be found on nespod.bigcartel.com. Um, Brendan, mm. is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, very thankful for Paul plugging my butt the other week on the pod. That was big for me. <laughs> You're welcome. 
glad to know that the email works. <laughs> um, but yeah, as always, Katana Boy music. Been pretty active on that lately. Excited to do some more stuff. I've also been drumming in a band called Shadow Basket, and they're great. You can look them up. It's my friends Kyle and JC. Gonna play a couple shows with them in Portland in uh, at the end of this week. And by JC, you mean Jesus Christ. Yeah, Kyle and Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're dating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, check Brandon out in those places. Um, at this point, you will have heard it for the last handful of weeks, but um, Brendan's music is in the background of uh, the Patreon and merch ads we put during the break. So if you like his music, go check him out. And also thank you to Brendan for letting us use his music. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yep. That's what happens. Uh, Paul, anything you want to plug? Yes, actually. Wow. Uh, I would like to plug The Big Sandwich. Big sandwiches are fun. Or sorry, <laughs> let me do know who taking this. <laughs> I'm reading this for the first time. Uh, I would like to plug the big sandwich. Big sandwiches are good and even fun just to think about if you can't eat one. So thanks for <laughs> thanks to Valerie Barr for emailing me at paulplugsforyou at gmail.com. That's P A U L P L U G S number four, letter U at gmail.com. Thanks for submitting a plug, Valerie. We'd love to have you back on the show. I will second that. Thank you for the plug, Valerie. Um, and I, Big Sandwiches are great. Um, a classic Dagwood, if you will. Um, a Dagwood bump Thank you for the plug. Yeah. When are we going to talk about comic strips? I used to Ooh. read those things while I pooped all the time. I don't know. We'll add it to the list and maybe there'll be an episode on it someday. Um, but yes, we'd love to have you back, back, Valerie. Anything else? Oh yeah, uh, I've got a plug. Um, my online store is open, so you can Ooh. head over to darumaparty.art. That's D-A-R-U-M-A-P-A-R-T-Y dot A-R-T and get yourself some A-R-T or <laughs> S-H-I-R-T-S or P-I-N-S. <laughs> Or S T I C K E R S. That's uh, art, shirts, pins, or stickers. I've got them all there. <laughs> DharmaParty.art. Please go buy some stuff. Um, I also relaunched my Patreon, patreon.com slash DharmaParty. Um, if you want a sticker every month and a weird newsletter thing that I'm starting where I kind of write out stuff that I watch and enjoy during the week that I just want to put out there. That's it for me. Wait, should we plug our podcast store? I already did. Oh, but we can do it again. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, else should yeah. you be paying attention to, Paul? <laughs> Once again. I was thinking about when Josh was done, I was going to ask you if we should plug our podcast store. <laughs> uh, yes. Once again, the podcast merch store is open in case you also didn't hear it during the break the last several weeks um, or three minutes ago. That is nespod.bigcartel, that's B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L dot com. nespod.bigcartel dot com. We've got some handsome shirts and an acrylic pin. Love those. Uh, yeah. That's it for 
the show. Brendan, thanks so much for coming back on the show and talking about something you like. We love having My you. My pleasure. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be in person next time. I don't know. Fucking better be. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that, thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, what's on the agenda for next week? I don't know. And neither do I. See you then, everybody. <laughs> Bye. 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 Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe.